You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Coach Barry Sanderson, it's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, good morning. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you'd like to jump in on the show with us this morning. Our Twitter's at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. Email address for the show is wimpandbarry at yahoo.com. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone and you can take us with you anywhere you go. We got Aiden Dollins behind the glass this morning. So if you want to dial us up, Aiden will get you on and off the show uh, this morning. If you have a question uh, that you want Aiden to ask us, he can certainly do that. If it has to last, it has to be tough with standing the elements year after year. When it comes to building outdoors, it doesn't come any tougher than Yellowwood brand pressure treated pine from Great Southern. For our project, it needs to stand up against Mother Nature's best. Be sure to head down to your local dealer for Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine, the lumber that protects against rot, fungal decay, and termite attack. Get only the best for your next backyard project. Remember, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. With that being said, I'll bring Dad into the show. Good morning. How are you? I'm uh, doing okay, I guess. Um, Mike Leach, Coach Leach, is, um, from the last I heard was critical. Things are not good. Uh, hopefully, they'll turn for the better. Uh, I don't really know the answer to that. I don't want to be negative. I don't want to be positive. I want to be. Just to understand that he is uh, fighting for his life, and um, I, I don't look at Twitter at all. But I happened to push the wrong button yesterday in some smart, ridiculous stuff. So I didn't. Anyway, he's fighting for his life. Uh, Chris Beard at the uh, at Texas. It's been uh, suspended, and, and um, we'll see what happens with with that. I don't know he's going to be fined and suspended. Uh, Texas did beat uh, Rice last night in basketball. Um, uh, I don't know what the Navy athletic director's idea is to, to fire the football coach when he's sitting after a double overtime loss to Army. He's done such a – what I can read, such a good job at Navy. Uh, this is not what that's all about, according to him. And, and that, that, you know, when you're working for the Naval Academy or the Academy. So uh, I can tell you for sure, I went through one. Uh, athletic directors can be very, very under, not understanding and ridiculous. So uh, hopefully uh, he'll stand on his feet. Patriots won 27-13 uh, against the Cards. Uh, Mac. Was twenty four for thirty five. Had one interception, but played well and helped him a great deal. Kind of trying to be the, the commander of that team now a little bit more than he ever has been in the past. Uh, the regions are voting today on whether UCLA is going to go to the Big Ten or not. I assume they're going to go. Um, have no idea, but I assume they are. Uh, Alabama added one and lost some in, in football. Uh, uh, Keon Keeley. Um, who had earlier committed to Notre Dame, uh, has uh, decommitted for them and announced he's coming to Alabama. 
Deshaun Holden is going to Oregon. Uh, wide out. I was losing a lot of wide outs. Uh, Anderson Kidd's going to, uh, I forget where he's going. And then uh, uh, the, one of the big kids is going to Kentucky. I think he got 12, 12 kids, 12 or 13 kids at 88 and out the gate. Um, Alabama will play Memphis tonight at 8 o'clock on ESPN2. Uh, they're ranked number four now in the country, if you like rankings. North Carolina Central will play LSU at 6 o'clock on the SEC Network, if you're interested in watching SEC basketball. I will mention that tomorrow night, South Carolina comes into UAB to play. Uh, they will play uh, tomorrow night at 6 o'clock on CBS Sports Network. You can get that uh not a regular CBS, but you can get that if, if you would like to. Um, on Saturday, 11 of the 14 teams in the SEC will play basketball. And I did mention yesterday that, you know, the bowl games were really started on the 16th day of December. Uh, with Christmas and all falling on Saturdays and Sundays and New Year's Eve falling on Saturdays and Sundays, it changes a little bit of things. But anyway, that's all I've got. All right, yeah. Um, Alabama will take on Memphis. You know, last year they came off a big win and they went to to Memphis and laid an egg. Uh, they they played very poorly. So uh, Coach Oates has talked to his team extensively about that, about being ready to go. Um, I do like some of the things that even the freshmen said after the game. Uh, Clowney and those guys said, "Look, we don't." really look at the numbers and who we beat. We just want to be ready each game. But one of the things happened after the game, and we may hear some Coach Oates sound. He was talking about Quinterly. Uh, Jaden Bradley played 24 minutes. Uh, he was in there pretty much most of the uh, stretch run there in the second half that led him to victory. Quinterly did not play. He only played 13 minutes and had four turnovers, uh, but he said after the game, Quinterly gave him a big hug and just said, I got to play better. But he was ex- really, really excited. He, and Coach and I quote, he said, I got goosebumps thinking about it. This is how far Quinterly has come. He's legitimately really, really happy for everybody on this team, even when he didn't play his best. Uh, that game. And I think that does say something because Quinterly is a guy that wants the ball. He wants to take the moment and for him to be, for coach to put him on the bench and him to watch a freshman out there playing and him not get in at all. That can go either way, right? Dad with a veteran guard or how they handle that. Uh, and it sounds like to me, he handled it in a first class manner in a team way. And that speaks volumes for maybe how close this team possibly could be, uh, during this season. Well, sure. If he, you know, if he feels that way, uh, legitimately, and you know, understands, you know, what they need to do in order to win, and sometimes it's the substitution pattern that's that's good. They've got good substitution pattern at the point guard, and is willing to do what uh, what he needs to do to get people involved and shoot the good shot. And I think he's if he's learned that and learning that and thrilled over that, then it's going to be fine. You know, I think what you have to do, I think when you what you have to do is certainly appreciate what kids say, but you also have to see if they transfer that thought to the court. And if you transfer that court, uh, thought to the court in the next game, then uh makes it really good. Yeah, I get 
even more than transferred to the court, how you transfer it to the locker room. When you go in there, you just putting on your stuff and not talking to anybody because you did, you know, we've seen kids do that. Man, they're mad because they, it's all about them and they didn't play. So how do they act in the locker room? So it sounded like he handled it. Uh, and coaches talked about, uh, how all summer they talked about how they did not handle success very well. Well, are they going to be mature enough to handle it? So they, it's been a big, uh, talking point for these guys, and now they're coming off uh, a huge win. Now, and they're playing a really good team uh, in Memphis. And so he says this is the first test is to find out uh, they've had success. Can they handle it? And this is a, te- a test tonight to see if they how far they come with it. Uh, so, just your thoughts about that. Well, anytime that you beat somebody the way they beat Houston and a great win nationally. You're always concerned for a little bit of a letdown. And um, this team has pretty much said that that's not going to happen. You know, they end up last year 19 and 14 or 17 after having a good start. And this team's going to be, has already beaten some good teams and going to beat some more. So I would think that um, when you play nine kids, uh, double digit minutes, you, you leave with a happy team. And um, I think this is right now is a happy team. Basketball is a game of, you know, some ups and downs, and um, you know, there'll be some disappointment. I don't, I don't think a whole lot, but uh, Alabama certainly was very, very good in, in the Houston game, and they got an excellent team, and they should really, you know, I think Alabama, from what I have read, is odds-on favorite to win the SEC. Um, I don't know if that's coming true or not, but. Uh, I guess that's just based on who they've beaten in the non-conference, so we'll see. Yeah, so anyway, we're off and running, but they got a tough week. Uh, they need maybe one of those bye games, uh, and that will help. But uh, anyway, we'll go ahead and take a break here. we got a couple calls coming in. We usually get squeezed with Kevin at uh, 7.30, so I want to give everybody ample time. Uh, to talk two-minute truck, they're at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. It's local, out of town, out of state. Let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today, 205-247-5050, two-minute truck. Movers, who care? Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we're looking good on this Tuesday morning. No active wrecks. Everything pretty quiet on the roadways. Now, if you do see conditions, of course, give me a call. 205-886-8886. Here's a Christmas special from Townsend Nissan. $2,000 off every Armada, Murano, or Titan. It's Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Tuesday morning on December 29th, Northport Council President Jeff Hogg will resign from his president's role, but will remain on the council. Fifth District Councilman John Hinton will then become council president. And then on midnight on New Year's Eve, he will be elevated to mayor as Bobby Herndon resigns that position. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's absolutely free. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. The new Jalapenos downtown location is open for business. Same great Jalapenos food plus the largest selection of tequila in Alabama. Now in downtown Tuscaloosa. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, 
protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky will stay mostly cloudy today and tonight. Just a small chance of a shower. The high today, 64. Tonight's low, 59. Tomorrow, rain and thunderstorms move in. That rain could be heavy at times. The high tomorrow at 67 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 58 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Need to know what's going on with the Crimson Tide? Then subscribe to our YouTube channel for exclusive content on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room, 205-342-9904. If you're going to build, build it to last. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. They have a, a gallery there that can give you some great ideas. And when you build it, you want to use pressure-treated pine? Put your zip code in. It'll tell you where the dealer is close to you. And remember, it doesn't have the yellow tag on it. Then you don't want it. All right, to the Yellowwood hotline, bring Tom into the show. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. Good morning, Ben. Morning, Coach. How are y'all? We're good. How are you? I'm doing good. I watched uh, Memphis and Auburn play Saturday, and um, I, I tell you, neither one of them looked real good to me. Uh, no, not. A lot of sloppy play and uh, showboating from Memphis, and I, I don't know what's wrong with Auburn. Uh, they don't look near about the Auburn that they were last year. Well. Tom, you had <laughs> conceivably the best player in college football, I mean, basketball, uh, and then you had Kessler, who's seven foot. You had two guys going the first round of the NBA. You're not going to look the same. Those guys and, just yeah, don't. I, I they, get it. I yeah, get it. okay. But, uh, Coach Sonny, you know, he was saying that uh, they were good, and I, I was kind of uh, – I had not seen them play this year until Saturday, and uh, – I guess it was me and my expectations. You know, we talk about that a lot. And um, did you hear me uh, say that that they weren't very good? No, uh, Coach Sonny Smith. You know, he. No, he I said. Did you hear me say uh, uh, that they weren't near as good as they were last no, year? No, I, I, I. Yeah, yeah, I did hear your scouting report. And yours was that you didn't know uh, what it was to Auburn quite yet. But uh, guys, if you lose Jabari Smith and Alec Kessler, you're not going to be as good. I mean, that doesn't take. I got that. Okay. Yeah, I agree. And, um, but you know, still, uh, you've had the off season to kind of put it together. And, and even if you are different, that's what I like about coach Oates and this team, you know, this, uh, and you emphasize this and I, and I think it's, uh, it's well, worth repeating is how many youngsters were on the floor uh, at the three-minute mark uh, to finish that game. That, to me, and, and then the way they played, Coach, the way they played defense and shut Houston down that last two minutes, I, I, that just cannot go 
without uh, without some accolades. Well, they're playing uh, awfully well with young kids that inflate a lot of yeah. them and makes them happy. Auburn's situation is you, you're not going to get back what they lost uh, very quickly. Auburn does not shoot the basketball as well outside as they have. And I, I said that. I said that the two best True. teams of the five that I named were Alabama and, and Tennessee, and they're the two Dark. best of the five. And I, you can always be wrong about the five, but uh, Alabama's got – Skill players that uh, that are good at every position. They're playing hard, and they're they're uh, you know just just uh, a great win for them against Houston. So they, you know, I think Memphis. Well, I, you know, I don't get on here and say that because I'm not coaching. I I shouldn't talk, but uh, Memphis is just Memphis. <laughs> well, yeah, that's exactly right. You know, I was thinking about that when I was watching the game, and uh, uh, you know, Memphis is. Uh, at times, you know, they would get built up. Even when Cal was over there, you know, they were like all fired up about how good Memphis was, this, that, and the other. And it's like I said, and then Memphis would be Memphis. Well, what you have to do, what you have to do here, and Barry can tell you, he'll tell you this in the next two minutes, is that you worry about your team. And yep. Nate Oates worries about his team. And, and, and the the mental is the physical. The mental was the physical uh, 100,000 at, at the Houston game. I mean, you're mentally so ready to go that you physically were so good, you know, unbelievably. Now, you, you've got I, to get that same approach uh, when you play Memphis. I thought it was hilarious that uh, when uh, Houston was up 15, I was so mad I didn't know what to do. I was blaming Gurley and uh, Quinley, and uh, I don't think they were even in the game at the time. But anyway, you got to have somebody to blame. You know how that goes. And uh, – but uh, they were showing shots, then Billis and them, they didn't have a clue that Alabama could possibly come back and win that game. That was hilarious, too. But they were showing the crowd, and they were all high-fiving each other, all those smart-ass uh, astronauts that were sitting up in the stands. And then they showed their faces after we took a one-point lead off of uh, Mark Spears' uh, three-point shot. <laughs> it was hilarious. And the announcers were hilarious. They they were like, well, they didn't know what to say. Did y'all notice that? Well, I think many people thought when you first of all, uh, Houston may be the best defensive team in the country with that home environment, and Alabama's down fifteen. What are what are the percentages of what could you have gotten uh, right there? Well, if the you was a twenty three percent chance that we'd win the game. Oh, uh, ESPN to start with. Yeah, so at that point, it was probably one percent. It was probably down to one percent. So the way that they came back <laughs> and won it, uh, give them credit. But you know, it's I one, love it. It's one game. Well, you I, think, on you know, I think you know radio shows. You talk about all this when you when you got when you're in front of your team, you're putting that game aside, and you're getting ready for a Memphis team. And by name, is good. Uh, by name, uh, how good they are. I, I just saw a little bit of the Auburn game, and you're right. But, you know, you in front of your basketball team again now, that, that game's over, and you got to be mentally ready to play the next one. I think Memphis is uh, a little better than you two guys want to give them credit for. they got two losses. They, they lost to Seton Hall by one on a neutral court, and they lost at St. Louis, which a lot of people have They've beaten – uh, I know Vanderbilt's not good, but they won at Vanderbilt. Uh, they beat Nebraska. Uh, certainly they beat Stanford. Uh, and they beat Ole Miss. Uh, 
by 11. So in Ole Miss having a good I'm not year. saying they're not good. I, I, I just I just think you have to be ready to play them. I, I, well, yeah. I, I, and, and listen, I, don't go by what I say. I, I'll watch something, and a lot of times I, I'll watch something then when I listen to, well, uh, y'all are talking stuff like that, and it's nowhere near <laughs> what y'all said. But, uh, but Put it this me, way, Tom. Like I have a kid on my team that I think is a pretty good player. Right. We, we played up at West Alabama on their campus last night. Their coaches over there watched him. In the first quarter, he did not hit a shot. He did not score a field goal. He hit a few free throws in the first half. The guy leaves. In the fourth quarter, he scored 17. Now, <laughs> now he watched, wow. when he watched him, he didn't hit a shot. And then in the fourth quarter, we were losing. And all of a sudden, he jumped up and made scored 17 in one quarter. Uh, so you can't, so you can't judge them quarter to quarter, game to game. You know what I'm saying? Like Auburn, did, know, did, Auburn didn't play well, but that doesn't. I guarantee you, going down to Auburn when teams roll up in there, there won't be no easy wins going to that down oh, I, there whatsoever. But uh, did you win last night? We did, luckily. Hey, but I, there was a great picture of your team. I don't know where it was. I don't know if it was in the paper or on social media, but uh, what a great-looking bunch of kids. Well, unfortunately, uh, that, that picture is about four kids that are in that picture not even on the team. So somebody said, oh, look, looks like he's been doing some <laughs> recruit." I told the guy that said that picture, so we got to get a new team picture because half of those guys not even on the team. But anyway. Uh, so. I, I, I tried. <laughs> yeah, no. But, uh, yeah, well, the other ones, I'll say the other ones aren't good-looking kids. But uh, all right, Tom. Thank you, sir. All right, thank you. Enjoy. All right. Uh, yeah, so Memphis. Uh, so, Dad, last night I had a kid. He's a good kid. Uh, and he's played in the first quarter. And I could see his ankles, but I didn't see anything. So, after the first quarter, I put the guys in. I had taken him out, and I put the starters back in, Aiden. And as I'm walking back to the bench, one of the girls from the girls' team walked down and said, handed me some socks and said, could you give these to Jeffrey? He played the whole first quarter, Dad, with no socks. I was so – he forgot his socks. Why didn't he say something to somebody? He may have. He just didn't say anything to me. But, I mean, like, there's got to be a way the girls have just played to find you a pair of socks. Socks are oppressive. You cannot play a basketball game Foot jails. without socks. So I was not very happy. What would you have done if you had a guy out there playing with no socks on? Well, I would have said to him, as good as he is, that don't ever come in here. <laughs> this is not my best player, but this is another kid. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't ever come in here if you've lost, left something and not say something to the manager or to the assistant coach or to me so we can get it fixed for you. Uh, you, know, uh, you, you need to keep up with your stuff, but at the same time, if, you, if for, for whatever reason you made a mistake, then just correct the mistake. And I, I, I'd tell the whole team that. Well, yeah, I, I, I did. I'd, I'd, I'd tell the whole team that after the game. So I'm going to have a little practice this, mo- this day. We we're playing a really, really tough team tonight. Uh, we will probably go down tonight. But on the, in the practice, they're like, you're going to practice on game day? I'm like, yeah, and make sure you wear your socks. There's some things I didn't think I had to put in there, but bring your shoes, 
your practice gear, and your socks. Well, I need to come to your game rather than the Memphis-Alabama game. Well, you know, be ugly over there. Need, uh-huh. need an accountability system. They got to check each other's socks during warm-ups. That's what you need them to do. Kind of during warm-ups. By the time we get to warm-ups, and we're in Livingston, Alabama, at seven at night. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, you up a creek? Well, you. He didn't work real hard. The girls just play. You better go beg one of them girls to give you their socks. You know, they're sweaty. Find one didn't play much. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. So that was my my deal there. Are you, you're coming down tonight for the game. I'm planning on. I was coming for the Memphis game. I was going to take. I was going to take Jack. I haven't called him yet. Oh, are you? Yeah, I was going to. I, he he and I talked about it the other night, but uh, we'll see. He has time. He may he may have other plans. I have no idea. All right, uh, we'll see. All right, first in main condos. Man, these things are absolutely gorgeous. They're in. Horse Historic District of Norport. Three-bedroom, three-and-a-half-bath. Washer and dryers included. Stainless steel appliances. All granite countertops. All energy electric efficient. Internet uh, and direct TV are provided for free. So right there is a couple hundred dollars savings. Ten-foot ceilings. Large patios with upper-level river views. Easy access to the river walk. Gated property. Uh, with security cameras so you feel safe coming in and out uh, down there in the historic district of Norport. You get right on the uh, across the bridge there, and within two, three minutes, you're right there in downtown Tuscaloosa. Another two minutes, you know that you're right on campus. So the location is absolutely outstanding. Give them a call today. Tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room, and you get one free month 205-657-7465 or go to the website firstinmaincondos.com this is a tide 100.9 is the home of alabama sports this is a town square media tide 100.9 sports update i'm kim Rankin with your tide sports update Five-star class of 2023 edge rusher Keon Keeley has committed to the Alabama Crimson Tide. Five Alabama players have been named AP All-Americans. Tuscaloosa Academy is number one in the 2A Alabama Association of Basketball Coaches Poll. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Everything looking pretty good. Now, we do see some congestion on McFarland. This is coming into Northport from West Tuscaloosa County. If you see conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. Here's a Christmas special from Townsend Nissan. $2,000 off every Armada, Murano, or Titan. It's Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Happy holidays from Hudson Pool Fine Jewelers. Dallas Carapool, and I'm Gene Pool. And I'm John Pool. The holidays are special. Make the holidays this year even more memorable with the perfect 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker and Pressure Treated Pine from Grade 7. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Go build the five-star backyard and do it with yellow wood. All right, we're going to get to the yellow wood hotline. He uh, is the director of communications with the Coach Safely 
program or a freelance writer as well, writing for the Birmingham Lead and AL.com. I see articles from Kevin from time to time, which I really always enjoy. Kevin Skarbinski. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you today? Good. We're good, uh, Kevin. Um, is Alabama a basketball school now, Kevin, not a football school? Uh, talk, talk about kind of what's going on with hoops. And it's okay to have uh, two really, really highly ranked, solid programs. They they can work together, can't they, Kevin? Absolutely. <laughs> isn't isn't that the goal? I, I <laughs> isn't that why you isn't that why you play both sports? Isn't that why you pump money into both programs and try to hire really good coaches and give them the resources they need to be successful? And of course, it is. And and, and what I got a kick out of was. Mark Sears yesterday, who's been really, really good, the transfer from Ohio University, of course, he's from Muscle Shoals. And he said, he said Alabama is becoming a basketball school. And, and I tweeted, he might want, uh, they might want to have Wimp maybe uh, teach a little history lesson to the team about the history of Alabama basketball. Because it's been a basketball school in, in terms of having success bringing in really good players, winning SEC championships, competing for championships for a long time. So it's kind of, it's neat to see what's happening right now. Kevin, I was uh, yesterday, maybe a little bit hard on the university. I think this, this arena thing has gone on long enough. Now, if football needed something like this, this would not have taken this long. And I actually heard Greg Byrne in an interview, I think last week, say, well, everything's still on the table. We still possibly could redo Coleman. Uh, but the, the construction costs have gone up so much. Give me a break. This thing has got to get done. They got to get a date. They got to know when the shovel's going to hit the ground. This thing up swirling in the air. This program deserves better than this, uh, to be quite honest with you. And it, it needs to happen. I think it's kind of embarrassing what's been going on with this arena, to be honest with you. Your thoughts on that? Uh, I would echo that. Again, be, when you look at the history of Alabama basketball, this, this program stands on its own two feet and it should be it should be given the opportunity to again have the resources it needs to be as successful as possible and this is a reason that if you really want to if you want to break it down that you could say it's not a basketball school that it is a football school for the very the very reason that you said when football wants something they say how soon do you need it yeah when when basketball wants something then all of a sudden they they get fiscally uh, responsible and fiscally conscious and they start talking about well maybe maybe instead of that we can do this and and I don't know how much more money you can pour into Coleman Coliseum uh, to make it as good as it can be cuz they poured they poured you know a decent amount of money into it over time but they certainly, if they want to, and, and, you know, we've heard a lot of excuses, construction costs, uh, you know, rising construction costs, different things over, over the recent period of time, why they couldn't do it. Well, if you really want your basketball program to be as good as it can be, then you find a way yeah. and you make it happen. That's right. That's right. That, 
Uh, I'll kind of go another direction. I, I better stay off the basketball part of it. Um, Football-wise, um, losing 12 players, people get all wiggly and upset. Um, and I, I think it is a fairly significant number for a team like Alabama. Um, where do we, where do we, where do we look at Alabama's program in football? Do we, do we see it declining? Do we see it um, um, just losing two games by? No points, hardly at all, now by getting down because the expectations were so high. Where, where do we where do we see Alabama football? Well, it's interesting because I I, I wrote that um, you know not that long ago that yeah. there is a subtle but unmistakable decline. Now, it's all relative. It's a decline from and people got upset, of course, because if you say anything that's not glowingly positive, some people are going to get upset. But I guarantee you, Nick Saban's not sitting there thinking everything's hunky-dory. That everything's great, everything's the way it should be, There, you know, it, the program is in a place where he wants it. Even when they win national championships, even when they've had undefeated seasons, he evaluates the program regularly, and certainly at the end of each season, to see what they can do to improve. And that's why they've been so good. So that subtle decline is from a height that no one has ever hit over the period of time that Alabama has sustained it. So it's not as if uh, the thing is falling apart. And no one, at least I've never, I did not say the dynasty is over. I did not use the word over. It's, it's, it would be foolish to say that. For the reason that you just said, Wimp, they're number five in the country. They missed the playoff by one spot. However, there are issues that, that I guarantee you Nick Saban is studying how to fix. And one of those things is player movement, it's player acquisition, is player retention. How can they do a better job of, first of all, improving their hit rate on their, on their high school recruiting and, and, and as well on, on the transfer portal? Because they have not been as effective there. As, as highly rated as their recruiting classes continue to be, look at certain positions. Look at wide receiver. Look at how many guys have left from the last two or three recruiting classes already without developing into the kind of players that they've had at that position that were elite, that have gone on to be very good NFL players. They just haven't been as good at Either either they're not identifying the guys correctly up front or they're not developing them the way they did before. It can be one one or the other or some some degree of both. So yeah, it's it's a subtle decline. It's again, this is the first look, there are there are there are numbers to back it up. It's the first five year period that they've had under Nick Saban. They've won only one national championship. And most programs would would throw parades if they could say they won one in the last five years. But that's not the standard that Nick Saban set. They lost to Tennessee for the first time under Nick Saban. He lost to Brian Kelly for the first time. And now, if you want to look at a challenge from his own campus, as I wrote Sunday, this is the first time since Nick Saban's been there that basketball has been ranked higher than football at the same time. That's a compliment to Nate Oates and his program, but it is a concern, I think, 
to Nick Saban. And while uh, people may get upset when I say that, that there's a decline, I guarantee you he's not sitting there thinking everything's exactly the way it should be. Well, there's certainly a decline. And then if you turn the page uh, to next year, I mean, they've been pretty fortunate in that quarterback room. You go from Jalen to Tua uh-huh. to Mac to Bryce to next year, you don't know. It's a question mark. And they've always already kind of known who the guy's going to be. Yeah, Jalen and Tua had to battle it out, but you knew you had two studs there. Uh, you're losing Will Anderson. Uh, your receivers are departing. I don't know what the, whatever their preseason rank will be next year. It will be just a Nick Saban factor. It'll be higher probably than it should be. But I'd be surprised if they're. I won't be surprised if they're ranked in the top ten. That they probably will be. But I'm not sure the roster will be deserving of it. Uh, Kevin, do they really need Bryce Young to play in this game? I would say, and I and I don't, I don't think he will. But for for future development and all, I think they kind of need him to sit aside, maybe help these uh, two guys they got here to kind of maybe see what they got for next year. If he plays, he's not going to be here. Uh, so are they better off him not playing in this bowl game? That is a very interesting question. And I would be fascinated to know the conversation that Nick Saban has had or is going to have uh, with Bryce Young, with Bill O'Brien, uh, his offensive coordinator, uh, on that very subject. Because, yes, for the, for the future of the program, looking forward, they would be better off if the young guys played. And Bryce Young did not. Because whether they – look, they want to win every game that they play. There's no doubt about that. But – this is a relatively, you know, again, relatively meaningless game. It's not meaningless when you step on the field, you put the pads on, and you play. I understand all that. But if you're looking at the health of your program, it would be better for, uh, for the young guys to play, to get them some development. Uh, game time is different than practice time. You want to see how guys perform under the lights uh, on national television against a quality opponent. And so... Uh, and, and, and look, there's nothing more Bryce Young. Bryce Young, unless he came back next year, which he's not going to do, there's nothing more he can do for Alabama. He has done everything you can ask of an Alabama quarterback. Uh, he has not won a national championship, which is which is really kind of sad in a way that someone of his caliber, someone of his talent, has been as good as he has been. And they and they came up short last year. They did have the lead in the fourth quarter in the national championship game, but they couldn't close it out. And then they didn't get to the playoff this year with, with what a lot of people would acknowledge were the best offensive player in the country in Bryce young that last year and this year, despite how his injury and his numbers weren't the same as last year and the best defensive player in the country. They had that for two straight years. They had one of the, at the time the 2021 recruiting class was the highest rated ever, right? With all of those ingredients, they did not win a national championship, and that's the standard now. So something is not working. What is it? How do you fix it? Yeah, that. Well, I, I think uh, you know playing Kansas State and getting beat is is the game is not that significant, but I do I do think it drops you down a little bit, a little bit maybe in the minds of recruits that 
that are looking for the years to come, whether that's right, wrong, or not above. But I, I think I think that's true. Uh, Kansas State will be mentally ready to play, and, and the question is, will Alabama be physically and mentally ready as, as Kansas State? Kansas State's good, and they're not dogs. Um, so, you know, I think, I think it's a hard game for Alabama to get ready for. Uh, no doubt that, that the two best players won't play. I don't think that's any doubt about that. The problem is, how does that? How does your team go through the, the getting ready of, of that game? And to me, I don't know the answer to that, but I do know that is the answer. If if they're ready to play, they they have a chance to win. But it'll be it'll be a hard game if they're ready to play. Uh, and I, I, although the game is insignificant in some ways, it's to me a little bit more. You said you know you need to win. It's a little bit more significant in as far as people looking at the future, people like Barry who you know are saying it's this, that, and so forth, so on. It's hard to it's 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 hard to know what to do when a kid comes in and says that he is in the transfer portal, and your decision is to say, okay, you're not going to play in the bowl. Um, do you lose your discipline? By yeah, that's a hard deal. It'd be a hard deal for me. I'd probably end up staying 88 and out the gate. Um, but it's it's not it's not easy, I, I, and I don't know the answer to to that with per, the personalities of players. I know I've talked too much, but those things are hard to they're hard to come by. And, and you're you're absolutely right, Wimp, and that's something that coaches have to deal with. Yeah, that they they never had to deal with before. No, how, how do you approach that situation? Because just because they're in the portal doesn't mean they're gone. If yeah. if they can come back. If they discover that the grass isn't necessarily greener, there aren't uh, better opportunities for them elsewhere. Then, you know, do you? But the, but the real question is, do you want them to stay? Are they players that you had figured into your future plans that you saw them in the rotation moving forward, and you don't want them to leave? So you treat them differently, I would imagine than you would guys that you're really not disappointed that they're leaving, that you think that they'll be better off elsewhere, their playing time opportunities, for example, would be better elsewhere, and you feel like that you either already have lined up or you will bring in someone better at that spot. So I, I, I don't think you can say there's one policy that if you enter your name in the portal, you don't play. I think you have to look at it on a case-by-case basis, but that makes it difficult from a discipline standpoint. Uh, again, coaches are facing things now. I, I, I acknowledge this 100%. Coaches are facing things now they never had to face before. Yeah, and You're right. There's some people you say you need to play, and there's not a concrete answer. Now, to some coaches, there is a concrete answer. You're not playing. I mean, you're not. You can forget. You can forget it. Most of the time, when they come in the transfer portal, they don't want to play anyway. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, that's something to figure too. You don't want a guy out there. You don't want a guy out there going through the motions whose heart isn't in it. That's that's not good for for the team, but it's also not good for him as an individual. That's when you get hurt. When you're when you're half stepping, when you're going, you know, less than full speed. If your mind is not on your business, you you can get not only embarrassed. Uh, in your performance, but you can get hurt, and that, that's not good for anyone. 
Uh, we're talking with Kevin Skarbinski. Uh, Kevin, you know, when NIL came out, it was supposed to not be able to use, be used in recruiting. Uh, how are the, yeah. So here's my question. Like how coaches shouldn't be telling recruit, you come here, you're going to get X number of dollars. I don't think they can do that. Who Who's telling the kids what they're going to get? Number one. Number two, will we see, and I'm guessing, I just want to get your opinion, will we see a lot of flips here in the next week and a half right at the end when these guys are getting ready to sign and uh, Peter Woods or people like that, people get to them and say, all right, I know you're going to get X number of dollars to go here. We're going to give you this. Can they put that in writing? Who's telling the kids how much they're going to they're gonna get? How's this all working, Kevin? Because it's over my head as far as you can't use it in recruiting, but then they hear about all this money that these guys are getting to go to these schools. Who's telling them how much they're getting? <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm laughing because last night <laughs> I, was, I, was decora- I was decorating uh, my office. I was decorating a Christmas tree in my home office. And I, and I, for, I don't know why, I, I put on the uh, Pony Excess <laughs> 30 for 30 about SMU and its, and its unparalleled cheating in the 80s in football. And, and when, the, when Texas A&M <laughs> bought Eric Dickerson at Trans Am and it showed up in his driveway, and then he decided he didn't want to go to Texas A&M, he went to SMU instead, and, and one of the people in the show said, who are you going to tell? Wait a minute. We bribed that kid. He didn't take the bribe. <laughs> Who are you going to complain to? And we, you know, we spent all, how many decades did the NCAA spend trying to keep boosters out of the process? And now they have thoroughly put boosters front and center in the process, uh, you know, intentionally or not. But, you're, but schools are saying now, they're pleading with boosters. Please, we need you to step up. We need you to kick in to this this collective. We need you to uh, support these guys when they're on campus, quote unquote. Uh, you know, so they will so they will think their best opportunity uh, all around financially as well as otherwise is here. So it is a complete contradiction of everything college athletics has, has supposedly been about. Let's keep the boosters out. No, 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 no. Let's open the door. We need the boosters because they're the ones paying. We're not going to pay them as a school, but the bo- we need the boosters to do it. So, yes, I, to go back to your original question, I think last-minute flips, uh, which were common back then, especially in the Southwest Conference, uh, at the last second, uh, Lou Holtz told a story when he was at Arkansas in that show, you know, in 30 for 30 uh, about, about, yeah, I had this kid all set. He, he called the last night before signing day, says, Coach, I decided uh, I think I'll be better off at SMU. And he said, but you didn't even visit there. And I'm sorry, coach. It's just best for, it's best for my future. So I remember, remember when there was a period or, or it was Alabama commitments early were saying, I made a business decision and yeah. other people. And were and, and of course there was a, an eye roll of fans of other schools. Well, we know what that means. We know what a business decision means. Someone, you know, some, Someone bought you a Dodge Charger, you know, or something like that. Well, now those now it really is a business decision more than ever for these guys. And again, it's just it's uh, it's it's free market capitalism gone gone to the crazy. But, but my who's who can tell them what they're getting? 
Like if I'm a if I'm a daddy and I got a five star top twenty five player, I mean, what's to keep you from saying, all right, uh, I don't know, who wherever you're going, I know you were gonna give me a Porsche, but Miami's gonna give me two. Can you get two? I mean, that's gonna happen. I mean, maybe not with Porsches, but they're gonna give me a hundred thousand. Can you can you give me two? If you give me two, these guys are gonna be there's gonna be backroom negotiations going on everywhere with some of these some of these parents uh, and these yeah, kids. That's, with what these they, that's what these collectives are about. And, right? you, and you don't know what, if, yeah. Yeah. like, I don't know if you tell me Miami offered me X. How do you know that's true or not? You know, and so it's poker, right? These guys are going to play yeah. poker here in a week and a half. Yeah, it's not like it's not like you have to put these offers on paper. <laughs> you know, there's no official form. There's no official NIL form that says uh, I, uh, you know, uh, Junior Joseph, a star linebacker. If I go to X school, I will get this, this, this. No, no. <laughs> there's so much. I guarantee you, there's so much lying going on and bluffing uh, more than ever, perhaps. Again, this is what has happened under the table, behind the scenes in recruiting, that wasn't talked about. It was whispered about. It was talked about, but it was hard to prove in many, many cases. But and the same thing is true today. It's hard to prove. That's why I I look very skeptically at any numbers that when when these collectives throw out numbers. Oh, this. You know, and it was going on with Auburn and Ole Miss when Auburn was trying to hire Lane Kiffin. Well, Ole Miss ponied up. They had ten million in their collective. Well, Auburn had thirteen million in its collective. Really, really, show me, show me the money. I, you know, is that pledged? Is that a number you threw out? I don't. It, it's all. It, it's all a big bluff now. Can you not? <laughs> I, is, just, I yeah, just really capitalism gone crazy is what it is. I really believe that kind of stuff makes Nick Saban sick. Like I got to go all for this. Yeah. This high school kid, he ain't done nothing. Now, I don't think Nick Saban minds a guy coming to Alabama and he plays really, really well and then capitalizing on it. But try to pay him that on the front end before he's done anything. How about how about uh, you two guys? How about Coach Bryant? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, so I think these things will. How is this good for college football or college athletics? Well, How's this well, good? Here's how it's a threat. Here's why it's a threat to Alabama's dominance. Because what has Alabama been able to sell better than anyone else? If you come here and you work, we will develop you. You will have the best of every resource possible. And your payoff will be on the back end because you are likely to be a high NFL draft pick, or at least an NFL draft pick in general, and then you will get paid. If you, you know, again, if they're doing it right, not nothing under the table, just legitimately, they could say, "You come here, you work, you'll get paid. It'll pay, it'll pay off for you in yeah. three, three or four years." Yeah. Now, everybody wants to get paid up front. Not everybody, but a lot. You know what I'm saying? A lot. Yeah. Of, that's kind of the prevailing thing. Uh, now, Kevin. I don't have to wait. I don't have to wait to get paid. So why should I come to your school? Because if I go to that school, I'm going to get paid more now. I don't want to wait three or four years to get paid. Now, I know that payoff will be bigger, perhaps, maybe, maybe not. But I know no matter what I do, if I come there, I'm going to get paid this. Yeah. Oh, that's what they're telling me. So, yeah, so that that is 
And that, that's another reason why it would make Nick Saban sick. Yeah, Because sick. Sick. the advantage that they've built over time by putting guys consistently in the NFL, guys who turn out to be successful NFL players, not journeymen. They put a lot of successful players in the league. Well, guess what? Now that is not as as that was always the goal, right? That was the big selling point for most high school players, especially elite ones. Well, not so much anymore. Now it's I, where can I get paid the most now? Yeah. yeah. Uh, do, do you feel like Jay Billis pushed this along? Is he is he strong enough to push this along to where it happened, or was that going to happen regardless to his his mouth? Uh, I don't think he's. I think he may think he's strong enough individually. Jay has okay. uh, a rather yep. large ego. <laughs> I think yep. it comes across very, uh, very transparently yep. Yep. Uh, when he's on on television. Uh, but he is a, he is a very intelligent guy. He obviously has studied studies these issues. He has a very strong opinion uh, about the uh, the ability of players. It should be their ability, you know, whether it's free freedom of movement with a transfer portal or whether it's the ability to make money while you're playing in college or to participate in this economic windfall that college football and college basketball have become. Uh, yeah, he's very strong, but he's not the only one. And he, no one person has changed the system. Many, no. many people have contributed to it. Ed O'Bannon, uh, you know, helped change the system when he went, you know, with his lawsuit that, that led to, that was one big, that uh, was one giant leap on this journey to get where we are now. But a yeah. lot of people have contributed, yeah. not just Jay Billis. I can see John Calipari and Bruce Pearl dealing with a street agent. I just can't see Nick Saban doing it or wanting to do it. I just can't see it. Uh, you know, these street agents will get to these kids and they'll be negotiating these backroom deals for them. I just don't think Coach is going to want to do it. And I think it's going to be what drives him out of football and right to the lake uh, or to team. And, you know, Barry, I, that's interesting. That's a great. That's a great question. Because I've always thought that it was the challenge of something different that that made him so good because he was able to adapt. Because it was he wanted to conquer the next challenge. Well, that was one thing when it was you know going to uh, hurry up no huddle offenses and spread offenses and how how do you, how does your defense adjust when you can't substitute because the other team's going fast? Uh, he adjusted and adjusted fantastically because they brought in, as you said, a succession of uh, incredible quarterbacks. And and that's one thing that's changed, obviously, for next year. They don't know who the quarterback's going to be next year just yet. So that was different. That was a foot, That was football adjustment. This is a very different kind of adjustment. And I've started to wonder just what you, what, what you said. Is this the thing? Is he going to get frustrated as this as time goes on, he's, is he going to not want to deal with this or do business? Is he, is he going to want to do business the way you have to do business now to be successful in college football? It, it remains to be seen. Thank you, Kevin. Tell everybody about where they can get your great stuff. Yeah. Uh, you can read me twice a week in the lead. It's Birmingham lead. And that's L E D E.com. Uh, com. That's how you spell uh, the, be- the lead is the beginning of a story in journalism for people who are wondering People have asked. They didn't know what that meant. Uh, Birmingham Lead, L-E-D-E dot com, twice a week. Uh, it's an everyday newspaper delivered to your inbox. I write a piece every Sunday and Thursday. And then uh, please check out coachsafely.org. Uh, if you are a youth coach, you are required by law in Alabama to be trained in injury recognition and prevention. Coach Safely provides that course at no cost to you or your organization. Uh, parents can take the course. Uh, we've had parents who have helped uh, help their children 
stay safe by learning what you learn by taking our course. So go to coachsafely.org and check that out. You'll be glad you did. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. All right, Dad, tell us about uh, Constant Companion. Well, Constant Companion is something that I I talk about uh, twice on our show. And, and you know, people who have animals uh, and they need them checked, uh, then I think Dr. Foster out at Constant Companion on on, the on the narrows on two eighty, the narrows on two eighty, one fifty. The narrows is is very worth your time. If you tell them that you heard it on our show, they'll give you fifty percent off, whether it be a shot or a check or whatever. Checking the kid, the kid, the, the dog or the cat or whatever you got. The number is six three five zero three one three, six three five zero three one three. It's it's worth a call. And uh, everybody's trying to save money this day and time, and that's the way to do it. So give Constant Companion a call. Thanks. Also, Alabama One, you know, a great Christmas present is a vehicle. A lot of uh, parents got kids turning 16 on surprise with a vehicle. You want to get that loan out of Alabama One. Rates as low as 2.99%. Terms available to 84 months. Get pre-approved before you shop. That helps you when you go out on the dealership lot. They also have an Alabama One Auto Mall is a buying assistance program that will help you uh, find the car. You can go on the mall, pick out the car, they'll deliver it right to you. Go to www.alabamaone.org for all their different products and services. We want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. Phone lines will be open all next hour, 205-342-9904. You listen to Tide 100.9. Let's see home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on Alabama 216 at 5th Avenue in Brookwood with delays. 69 congested at Union Chapel, 43 southbound backed up at McFarland. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Here's a Christmas special from Towns of Nissan, $2,000 off every Armada, Murano, or Titan. It's Towns of Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. The JCPenney Mystery Sale is back for the holidays through Thursday, assuring huge holiday savings with our in-store coupon giveaway. Feel and reveal your deal to save. We got your holiday. 59. Tomorrow, rain and thunderstorms move in. That rain could be heavy at times. The high tomorrow at 67 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 58 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on Alabama 216 at 5th Avenue in Brookwood with delays. 69 congested at Union Chapel, 43 southbound backed up at McFarland. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Here's a Christmas special from Towns of Nissan, $2,000 off every Armada, Murano, or Titan. It's Towns of Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Colorectal cancer doesn't stop for COVID-19. Hello. I'm Dr. Cecilia Brewington. If you are age 45 or older, it's time to return to care. Touchdown, Alabama. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker. Andrew Kniffer, Allstate Insurance Agent. He's my agent. Let Andrew become yours. He and his staff will take 
absolutely great care of you. Give them a call today, 205-722-9201. Sometimes we just pay the bill. We don't know what we're paying. Um, but uh, Andrew will take great care of you. I made the switch over two years ago. It's been the best thing that I've de- done. 205-722-9201. All right, the news is breaking now that Coach Mike Leach has passed away. Um, the university did put out a statement, and I'll read with the president real quick what he said there. President uh, Mark E. Keenum said, Mike's uh, death underscores the fragility uh, and uncertainties of our lives. Three weeks ago, Mike and I, we're together in the locker room uh, celebrating a hard-fought victory in Oxford. Mike Leach truly embraced life and lived in such a manner as to leave no regrets. There's a worthy legacy. May God bless uh, the Leach family during these days and hours. The prayers of the Bulldog family goes uh, with them, Keenan said. Uh, just your thoughts on Mike Leach passing away at 61. unique guy who went all the way from, you know, Cal, places at Cal, uh, Iowa Wesleyan, um, ended up at Kentucky in the SEC as assistant coach there and um, made headlines, of course, at Texas Tech and Washington State. And any time that you you lose a dad, uh, yeah, it's tough. Um so anyway, he was a different kind of guy. He, you know, he was quirky. He would speak his mind. Uh, he had four children uh, there, I think some grandchildren as well. So uh, obviously just a very, very tough day for not only college football, I feel for those Mississippi State players. Uh, that's a tough thing for those guys to have to deal with, obviously, his family and, and all that. So our players with those guys. All right, we'll get to the uh, All-State hotline here and bring Donald into the show. Good morning, Donald. Good morning, Barry. Coach, how you doing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, it's been a while since I've called on your program, and uh, hope all of you, both of y'all, are doing well. And uh, uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you and your families. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, Don. Uh, very unfortunate news this morning about Coach Leach, and uh, um, as much as we uh, want to talk about, uh, you know sports and all that, uh, like the basketball game tonight and the upcoming bowl game for Bama, none of that really matters in the grand scheme of things when you hear stuff like this. And uh, thoughts and prayers are with his family, with uh, his players, their coaches, and the you know, the whole university because it's a shocking loss to say the least. But he was, a like you said, he's a brilliant man. He was not only a coach, he was a lawyer. Yeah, and uh, and he also coached at Oklahoma. With uh, he recruited Josh Heupel of Tennessee, and he, and of course Heupel led Oklahoma to a national championship a little over twenty years ago. But uh, nonetheless, uh, like I said, it's just uh, you know puts things in perspective about life because, and I know you both of y'all have been in sports your whole lives. Barry, congratulations on your the success of your basketball team so far. Thank you. Continued success there. But I hope it's a teaching opportunity for young people, for people like yourselves and in the position that you're in, Barry, that you, you can, and I'm sure you will, just 
talk to your players about how important life is and how important life lessons are and and what football and basketball and other sports can teach because in my opinion sports collegiate sports youth sports high school sports can be a classroom for lessons of life that can help young people be successful in life and if they all understand the, the statement said from the state state president there that uh, life is fragile it'll, it'll hopefully make young people understand how important it is to do well in school and and uh, you know overcome uh, adversity in life through sports and uh, those are lessons that uh, are well learned and a lot of the young people that learn those lessons go on to be successful in life and being good parents being good spouses whatever they may, may be they can be successful in life and uh, coach uh, uh, Wimp you've done that with your players over the years and Barry you're doing it with your players even to this day and, uh, and I just hope young people that are hearing this hearing me speak can heed those lessons because you know we all know we're not guaranteed tomorrow and this is just a stern reminder of that and it's one thing, you know, to go out on the football field and coaches make a lot of money. And, but in the grand scheme of things, that doesn't mean anything because, you know, because of how fragile life is in general. And, uh, so with that being said, my prayers are with, uh, you know, all of them, but I'm hoping that the lessons that can be learned from this for young people. And even any, anybody, anybody that's how old, young or old or whatever, but just appreciate life and appreciate every day for the gift that it is. And if we can do that, then, then you know, coaches like Coach Leach and Coach Bryant in the past, uh, those lessons will be learned and learned well and can be uh, set down to our young people in, in the future. So, uh, very sad day, but... Uh, just remember Coach Leach for not only what kind of man he was, but also for what the difference he made in so many lives. As every coach does. Every good coach is not winning and losing. It's not the record that counts. It's the lives that you touch. No doubt. And uh, and you guys, uh, and you guys know that firsthand. Uh, and uh, so the lessons that are learned there will be carried on in every person's life. And uh, Coach, I know Coach uh, Wimp. I know you had some players in your career that uh, uh, you touched, and uh, you know I can think of. Remember Alvin Lee, for example. For you, he was a great player, but I don't know what kind of person he was. I didn't have the privilege of knowing the young man, but uh, uh, but stuff like that comes to comes to mind at least to me on a day like this. Thank you, Donald. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I think Donald hits a nail on the head there. I, as a coach and even as a teacher or anything, like you can impact people's lives so much. I know that, you know, when your old players call you or like I've even had some players now that played for me that when they come back in town, they, they come by the school, they'll, they'll text me, uh, they'll check on me, uh, you know, and those things, 
mean the most to you because you realize that you had an impact on them, that they, they appreciated, although you were tough on them, they appreciated what you did there and they understand it now maybe as they get a little bit older. Those are the best phone calls or visits yep. you can get, right? Yep, they are. No doubt. Sure. All right, we'll go ahead and take a break here. Uh, you guys can open up the phone lines. You guys want to call in 205-342-9904. Royal Cleaners, they'll make life easy for you. Just dial them right up. They'll come pick up all the cleaning and deliver it right back. 205-391-0034. If you want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue in Northport, or 4851 Rice Mine Road. For all your cleaning needs, use Royal Cleaners. 205-391-0034. Five. This is Tide 100.9. Let's see home of Alabama Sports. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Tuesday morning, there is a marginal slight and enhanced risk for severe weather, including damaging winds, hail, and a few tornadoes south of a line from Millport and Lamar County to Tuscaloosa and then Centerville and Bibb County southwards tomorrow. The timing for storms runs roughly noon tomorrow until 3 a.m. on Thursday. It includes heavy rainfall three to four inches possible in some areas. Some flooding is possible. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on Alabama 216 at 5th Avenue in Brookwood with delays. 69 congested at Union Chapel, 43 southbound backed up at McFarland. If you see other conditions, give me a call. Here's a Christmas special from Townsend Nissan. $2,000 off every Armada, Murano, or Titan. It's Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Now, I would never suggest you rush into anything, especially when something as big as marriage is concerned. But, but if you're thinking about popping the question on Christmas morning, or on coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet Look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky will stay mostly cloudy today and tonight. Just a small chance of a shower. The high today, 64. Tonight's low, 59. Tomorrow, rain and thunderstorms move in. That rain could be heavy at times. The high tomorrow at 67 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 57 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room. Phone lines will be open 205-342-9904. We talked about 8 o'clock tonight, uh, Alabama. Uh, 8 and 1. Uh, coming off a big win, big week uh, with Gonzaga over the weekend. But Coach Nate Oates met with the media uh, yesterday in preparation for this game. Here was Coach's uh, opening statement yesterday. Kind of had a 
repeat of last year. You know, last year we beat Gonzaga, then we beat Houston, and then we had the Memphis game. So it was uh, kind of ironic that we got a big win, kind of two big wins. I mean, not quite back-to-back, but, uh, you know, we've got the North Carolina win. You know, then we've got the Houston win, and now next game after Houston win is Memphis again. So we've kind of talked to our guys about let down and you know being inconsistent last year a lot in the offseason this year so we're going to see now memphis is a really good team this isn't you know like we're playing a bad team worried about a letdown like if even if you play well you could get beat by memphis we could play a really good game just not shoot the ball well and memphis could beat us because they're a good team so it's not one of those deals where like if we just come in and play hard we're going to get a win. No, that's not the case. We got to play hard and we got to play well. Like we're going to have to not turn the ball over, make shots, play hard on defense because they're good. I mean, if you look, their top ten guys. The nine of the ten are seniors. I think five of those nine, four or five of those nine are fifth year seniors. I mean, DeAndre Williams is twenty six years old. I mean, he's older than guys on our support staff. Like, like they've got, they've got leadership. They've got experience. They've got a lot of stuff you're looking for in college basketball. So, and they're winning. I mean, shoot, you look at, they've only got two losses, had the buzzer beater, and then, you know, one early. So they, they, they're they not, I don't know if it's a buzzer beater, it's a one-point game, no, but they're, they're a good team that's beaten some really quality team. I mean, Auburn was 11th in the country, and they handled Auburn pretty well there in Atlanta. So it's going to be a, a, a good test. You know, we're fortunate we get them at home this year it was on the road last year so at least our test comes in a home environment but i'm looking forward to see our guys handle this test there's coach uh, so how much can you use uh when you've been in the school for a few years you have scenarios come up to where maybe you weren't successful uh, and you can use those as teaching points it sounds like the coach has some, some pretty good teaching points here with kind of what happened last year you know, you have an example of last year of sort of the same thing. You beat two good teams and didn't play well in your game you discussed, third game at Memphis. This year, you you again have beaten some good teams and getting to play at home, which is one plus, but uh, also you've got to be ready to play. Being ready to play is, is a critical part. Uh, you, you don't rely on what you have done, you, you take that as as a learning point. Play. He made good statements, and I I, I have a feeling Alabama be ready to play. All right. Uh, one thing we've talked about is um, Alabama's length, and defensively they should be solid every night. Uh, you always talk about the old saying, "Defense travels," uh, and so your defensive effort should be. Really, really good every night. I know some nights they're going to shoot a little bit better than others, but uh, those things can carry you on nights when you don't shoot uh, as well. Uh, they asked Coach about the defensive effort the other day. Here's what he had to say. Been a whole lot better than it was last year. I mean, it's – I mean, it's – I mean, you can see we've – and to be honest with you, some of the guys that – haven't played heavy minutes that I have before. It's not, not even always just a defensive. They just, if they're not playing well, if you're not playing well, you're probably not going to play. Excuse me, we got a lot of depth. So, But particularly on the defense, like if you're not going to give us everything you have and give us an effort, we're going to find somebody that, that will. 
So I think you shoot. We really challenge Noah Gurley. I think the box score in for six rebounds. We we do our own stats off the off the video. He had eight, he had eight rebounds in a short amount of time. We really challenge Noah to like so. Noah's rebounding a lot better than he's ever rebounded. We just went against one of the best rebounding teams in the country in Houston. He came up with eight and fairly limited minutes. So I think you're seeing it. Guys are playing harder, giving a better effort. Our, what's our? Anybody look at what our defensive efficiency was this morning? I think it was 11th or 12th, if I, if I remember right, which is a lot better than 13th right now. So we're 13th. We were 92nd at the close of last year, I believe. We were third two years ago. So we're going to keep pushing, but 13 is a lot closer to three than it is to 92. So we're uh, we're a lot better this year than we were last year, and I think you guys can see it, and I think we still got room to grow. Like we've, we've got some better defensive performances out there even. I think if our offense could get a little better, quit turning the ball over, our, our turnovers on offense are hurting our defensive efficiency numbers because the layups were given up off the turnovers. So if we could get our offensive turnovers straightened out, that number would be even better than what it is right now. You mentioned last year this time. You know, one of the things I stated a few weeks ago, uh, this team needed identity needed to be on the defensive end, not three-point shooting. And I don't hear as much about three-point shooting as much anymore. Now we're talking a little bit more about their defensive effort and their length, and hopefully – Maybe this the the message can change a little bit uh, when you just talk about threes, threes, threes. Where if it's hey, we're going to stop guys, then guys know that's where your playing time uh, can can diminish if you don't guard on the other end. I think that's more effective than than preaching all the threes. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think so. I think you know you're going to get threes if you defend the right way and can defend the three and rebound on the defensive boards. There's a lot. There's a lot of good things can happen to you if you rebound the defensive boards and contest shots. Now people don't contest them quite like we did. We we're a little bit different, but uh, you know Alabama was Alabama was very fortunate to get a lot of loose balls the other day too and, and break with them. And um, so there, the rebounding part is is big, and the rebounding part comes from your defense. If your defense is good and you're ready to rebound, ready to go, then your offense is going to be good. And, uh, you know, I don't know if they've shot the basketball quite as well as he would like for them to shoot it, as he mentioned. And uh, they're going to they, – they'll be a good shooting team. They, they, don't, they don't fear – they don't fear shooting the threes. Anybody can shoot them. So uh, with that theory in mind that, that – uh, you know, occasionally may have a breakdown, but basically they've you know they played. I thought I thought the Connecticut game was a great team that that came in and knew what to do defensively against Alabama. Um, Houston was good. Houston's team was certainly not as good as Connecticut's, but uh, playing at Houston was a huge was a huge win to go in there with their with their fans and their crowd. And, and when the game was huge for Alabama. All right, uh, we talk about this freshman class. Uh, a lot of times, maybe you have one or two guys on the floor. Well, they had four on the floor, uh, so that speaks to uh, the recruiting effort there. Not only did they go get some pretty good players there, but they also uh, got some kids with some some uh, tough minded, some tough minds, and some character there to be able to do those things. Uh, here's what he said about the freshman class stepping up. After the game, you talked about some of the young guys kind of stepping up. You've, they've kind of done that 
at points all season. Is there something maybe about this freshman class that you've learned since getting them on campus that you maybe didn't know during the recruiting process? Yeah, I mean, I would say this with them. They're, they're a lot more mature than maybe a typical freshman class. And Memphis has nine seniors, but age doesn't always equal maturity. I think we've got some really mature freshmen, even though they're younger. I think they've shown some maturity. I think you look at a guy like Noah Clowney, I mean, he's really intellectual, asks great questions. He's super serious about his game. You know, Jaden Bradley, very mature, handles stuff well, has handled some adversity. You know, he had the surgery that ended his senior year. He's had to rehab all summer. Didn't play particularly well because he was coming back, you know, was out of sync and just handled it like a pro. Just kept getting better, just worried about getting better. You know, Brandon's had some tough games. Shoot, a Houston game. Brandon's 0 for 8 from the field. He didn't quit playing. We had him in at the end of the game. He played great defense. He got some tough rebounds. He, you know, made six free throws, went six for six late game with a lot of pressure on him. Like, you know, there's some been some adversity. Rylan Griffin, maybe not playing as well as he'd have liked at certain times, not playing as many minutes. Steps up in the Houston game in the second half when we need a big lift. Hit a big three, got a big bucket, made some great passes, made some plays on defense. I just think they're, they're more mature, handle adversity better than what – and a lot of that stuff's hard to predict when you're recruiting. You can tell how talented a kid is. It's hard to predict how mature, how, how they're going to handle adversity, and I think they've done a really good job with that. All right, uh, and I, I agree. I think they hit a home run uh, there not only as the player, but uh... – type of kids right now and so hopefully they can keep it going all right let's get up to the uh, alabama one hotline and we'll get jumbo into the show good morning jumbo morning hey morning y'all um mary yesterday you said something about and it was saturday was a physical game and uh they only had like two or three day turnover but you know when you get into tournaments you're playing on thursday if you win thursday you play saturday uh if you play friday and win you play sunday so that's a 24-hour turnaround maybe a little bit more give or take um, but these guys should be in enough physical condition to where they can handle uh, this two or three day turnaround and playing another good team like Memphis, don't you think? Yeah, and Memphis played as well, so it's not like uh, Alabama was playing and Memphis was idle. There's there's certain teams that you play. Uh, certain games are a lot more physical than others, uh, and so this was a very very physical game against Houston. It takes a lot lot out of you uh you play syracuse it's not a physical game because they're in his own bodies aren't colliding on one another and so there's different styles out there uh but both teams played on saturday they Memphis played in atlanta uh alabama obviously is in houston so there is no advantage on that and you're right the ncaa tournament is uh you get one day rest but normally you're not playing on a team's home floor uh, against that kind of environment uh so that was a little bit different there, but you are right. It is, it is one yeah, day and you got to play again. I think the schedule that he's got and the way it is is this is the type of games where you find out who wants it the most and who wants to play. But uh, you know, I think you and Coach have heard me say that turnovers, free throws, and rebounds are a big part of my game when I was coaching because you know the less you turned it over, the more shots you got. Uh, the more rebounds you got, the more shots you got. Of course, if you hit your free throws. Uh, you know, you're going to score points and, and be a lot better. Yeah, uh, so, no doubt. But anyway, thanks for the call. Thank you, Jumbo. Thank you, Jumbo. Now, my only fear, and this 
I know people are going to roll their eyes, so you always got something negative to say. Is when you play a non-conference schedule like this, and I, and I think it's challenging, uh, no doubt, and they've handled it. Uh, but I think sometimes you could possibly, Dad, can you burn your team out a little bit? Because, I mean, you got to get up for all. I mean, Gonzaga, North Carolina, Michigan State, Houston, uh, Memphis, you got to get them up so many times to be ready for these games. Then you get in the conference and you got to try to get them up for every game. You can only get them up so many times. <laughs> could that, could you burn your team out a little bit playing such a difficult non-conference schedule, uh, to where they don't ever seem like they get a breather game, uh, there very much? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I think it's a good point. I, I don't I've thought about it like that, but I think you, you can, you, you know, it, getting them ready for each game is 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 not easy. The mental part of it, it, it you know, relates to how you're going to play physically, and um, as as it as you've gone through these games, they've been they've been very, you know, very ready to play. And I think the coming comeback that they made, being down so much at Houston, was a a big plus for mentally. And so I really don't have the answer to that, but. Uh, you know, you you can. The the one thing Alabama has is that it, they're not playing with six people. Um, there are a lot of teams that do that. A lot of people that that play with eight, but and you add one to that when you're playing nine, probably ten. Uh, the tenth guy at Alabama is not quite double figures, but he's playing some. And when you can do that, you can pretty much, you know dictate who's going to play by the way they play defensively and um i think that's that's big so i don't know if you can i don't know if you can burn them out or not uh but do you agree always, that you can only get them up so many times uh maybe some to some extent yeah i you know i i uh yeah i i, I worked my guys hard but at a point in time i got off my guys um and because I, I knew the tournament was coming, the SEC tournament and the NCAA tournament, I hoped, and I backed off of them. And as far as as the time that I, I coached them, I, I, I made them work hard, tried to get them to work hard, but we cut down on how much practice we had. We and we bragged about it. We told them everybody else is practicing three hours; we're practicing an hour. But we, you know, we know what we're doing, and we're going, we're going hard for that hour. Now, the longer you go with your season, the more leg weary you get, and you need to be live legged in the last part of February, March, and not, not, not exactly answers your questions, but but that that's the way you coach teams, I think. Yeah. All right. Uh, Nelson emails in and says, "What was the difference in the number of turnovers between the?" Between the halves, I, I think uh, was it something said or scheme? I think it was probably personnel. Uh, Quinley was he likes to try to play fast uh, and sometimes out of control, and that's doesn't work against Houston. You got more of a ball control guard in there, and Bradley, and the turnovers went down uh, in that situation. Uh, that, so, their turnovers have not been fast break turnovers near as much as they have been half court turnovers. Yeah. Uh, people don't understand that I get I would do a little radio show before the game and they always talk about you know they 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 running running they have to, that that's not dry, that's not correct their half half court turnovers have been 
and where you don't get a shot at all. Um, you, you know, you mishandle the basketball and so forth, and the other team gets something off of your mistake. That that's where they've been hurt, and they were hurt pretty badly in the first half. And as we know, cleaned that up the second half and played much better. And personnel, personnel that they put in may have may have had a lot to do with it. All right, let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Well, Prince Glover and Hayes are attorneys that uh, we talk about each each day. They know the changes in the law. And believe you me, there are a lot of changes. There are a lot of laws that you think are one thing, there's something else. You can call them at 345-1234 and get a good idea as to what the problem you have is all about. And when you call them, you don't know what it's all about. You're confused because you've never had this happen to you or you feel like that you've been wronged by somebody. And they can help you a great deal. Visit with them on the telephone and go by 701 Rice Mine Road and visit with them personally. You'll find attorneys that are smart. Uh, and I think the, the key is they've been very successful. They'll represent you in the right way and they're good people. Bob's been a friend of mine for 100 years and uh, they'll do a very, very good job. And while I'm here, to just to mention this, it makes it easier. A constant companion at Animal Hospital is something I wanted to mention. It's at 635-0313. If you're looking to check your, have your animal checked by the people that know what they're doing, uh, they've got a new outfit out there on, on Highway 280 to the Arras, and Dr. Foster will do a good job, and you'll get 50% off on your first visit if you tell them you heard on our show. You listen to I 100.9. When we get back from break, they asked Coach uh, Oates about the rankings between football dom- and basketball dominance and all Pretty interesting answer that we hear what he had to say when we get back. You listen to 100.9 SE Home of Alabama Sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Five-star class of 2023 edge rusher Keon Keeley has committed to the Alabama Crimson Tide. Five Alabama players have been named AP All-Americans. Tuscaloosa Academy is number one in the 2A Alabama Association of Basketball Coaches Poll. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. Run it again! For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we still have that wreck on Alabama 216 at 5th Avenue in Brookwood with some delays. Everything else around town looks pretty good. If you see conditions, of course, just give me a call. Here's a Christmas special from Townsend Nissan, $2,000 off every Armada, Murano, or Titan. It's Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Tax refund advance loans at Jackson Hewitt, up to 4500 bucks. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. Eligible clients can get up to $1,000 in December and up to... Wayne's Pest Control, serving over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi. Since 1973, not the good folks at Wayne's. Make sure your home protected from unwanted pests. This fall, Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, mosquito prevention services. They also can keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call today, 866-WAYNES-1. Get $60 off your initial 
pest control service. All right, Aiden, let's hear what Coach said about the rankings uh, with basketball and football. Here was Nate Oates yesterday. So I think I didn't realize that that was the case. So what this is, repeat what you just said. I, as the first Alabama basketball. Nick Saban took over the, ba- the football team. The basketball team's been ranked higher than the football team. What, what are we ranked right now? Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. I, look, I, I'll say this. I think that speaks to the level of football that Nick Saban has brought to Alabama. Like, wow. Like, how, many, how long has he been here? How many years? 16 years. So for 16 years, there's a lot of polls that have come out. The football team's been, I mean, my guess is he's been number one or two in half of them. I, I like... The basketball team would have had to been pretty good to be ranked ahead of him. So, and you know what? Maybe when he was getting it built in the first year or two, I don't know what the best. Obviously, the basketball program wasn't at the level we've gotten it to now. So, I, I think it speaks to how ridiculous the football program is around here for to go that long. Look, I, on our end, we're just trying to get a little bit better every day, and we were obviously, you know, coming off a big win over number one team on the road, so people recognize it. You also realize how fleeting that stuff can be. What, what's North Carolina ranked today? They're not. They were number one two weeks ago. Okay, so it's nice to be ranked high. Let's you know build it up for our fans. Let's let's get everybody out here Tuesday. We got the number four ranked team in the country playing at home against Memphis, who's a really good team. It'll be a great game. But if you don't take care of business today, it's, it's going to be gone. If you don't take care of business tomorrow, that the rankings are out the window. So. And I'll say this, too. Uh, me and Coach Sampson talked before the Houston game. Uh, he's an unbelievable coach. We both said win or lose, we're both going to get a lot better from this game. We won that game last year. They went to an Elite Eight without Mark and Sass or either one. Okay? Can't, and I talked to our team. It's a lot easier to handle failure most of the time than it is to handle success. So we just had some success. Are we mature enough to handle the success that we've had because last year we weren't last year we had some success and we didn't handle it well we've been talking about that all summer all fall all coming into this the test is here we've now gotten the success can we handle the success so yeah, i got off topic a little bit yeah the question i, I didn't know that it's great uh, you know football team still fit best football t- and to be honest with you that ranking's probably off, too, to be honest with you. They're probably better than the fifth-best football team in the country. It's just whoever they lost to, however those rankings are determined, they probably deserve to be in the playoffs. Not probably. They do deserve to be in the playoffs, but they're not. So I, um, we'll see if we deserve the number four ranking or not tomorrow. Uh, pretty pretty honest answer there. And even talked about hey, North Carolina was one. Now they're not even ranked. So rankings this time of year, they're nice for the fans. They don't really mean anything. Uh, to the coaches first in Maine uh, first in Maine condos three bedroom three and a half bath gated condominiums located in the historic district of Norport uh, they got a riverfront location you'll enjoy easy access to walk along the Black Warrior River dining shopping downtown Tuscaloosa University of Alabama just right across the bridge there inside you'll love the modern appliance, appliances convenient layouts and complete tranquility that the condominiums provide while inside of a gated, secure community. Go over and, dis- and view them. Uh, you can go to firstdomaincondos.com to set up a uh, a tour right there. Uh, the historic district of 
Norport is absolutely beautiful. Uh, they also will provide internet and direct TV. That right there is over a couple hundred dollars savings. Tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room. Get the first month or a month free. Uh, dial 205-657-7465. These things are going fast. If you're looking to sign a new lease, this is where you need to go check it out. FirstDomainCondos.com. Tell them you heard it on Inside the Locker Room. This entire 100.9 is your home of Alabama sports. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, and Pearl River Resort. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama sports, and it's brought to you by Dex Imaging, the official copier and printer provider for Alabama athletics. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Alabama women's basketball head coach Christy Curry joined us on the radio following Alabama's Sunday victory at Southern Miss. Just a gutsy win, you know. Um, they tried to shorten the game and shorten the possessions um, like we've seen. But, again, I think really good teams find ways to win. And as ugly as it was at times, I'm just really proud of our kids for finding a way to win down the stretch and doing a really good job there in the second quarter from that point on, trying to make sure, you know, that we got some really good touches. And, and uh, gosh, it was ugly. But, you know, coming off finals, um, and they're 5-0 at home. So they're tough in this building. And I loved our kids' response today through some adversity. Let's make sure that we do a really good job on Tuesday, Wednesday of preparing for Little Rock uh, on the 16th, then we go 18th, and we go 20th and 22nd. So it's a really important stretch that we have a growth mindset as we finish right here before Christmas. And that's what we're asking of them is just have that growth mindset, get in the gym. Obviously, we really struggled to make some shots today, and now that we're back on our feet and and no books, we can focus on, on our chemistry and getting better. I'll have more in a moment. There is no substitute for hard work. Just ask the Crimson Tide. At Dex Imaging, they know the meaning of hard work, too. You don't become the best in the office equipment business without it. If you need a copier and printer company that understands hard work, quality, dependability, and customer service, then give Dex Imaging a call or go to DexImaging.com. Dex Imaging, the official copier and printer provider of Alabama Athletics. Join us tonight for Alabama men's basketball against Memphis. Tip-off against the Tigers is set for 8 p.m. Central with our radio coverage beginning at 7 p.m. from Coleman Coliseum. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Dex Imaging. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, we still have that wreck on Alabama 216 at 5th Avenue in Brookwood with some delays. Everything else around town looks pretty good. If you see conditions, of course, just give me a call. Here's a Christmas special from Townsend Nissan, $2,000 off every Armada, Murano, or Titan. It's Townsend Nissan, and I'm Captain Ray. Hey, y'all, I'm Steve Azar inviting you to escape to Pearl River Resort, where the fun is going nonstop. Enjoy gaming. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Um, and I was thinking you guys can probably reel them off. Uh, but I, I can't think of... And Gary's in here, and Gary's a historian. He knows a lot. I, I can't think of... A, other coaches that have passed away while they were still active coaching that doesn't come to mind. Maybe there are some I know, but uh, do you guys think of any? Yeah, Bo Rain passed away in a plane crash 42 days after taking the job on his way home from a recruiting. Tommy Joe Eagles, I guess, was uh, 
at Auburn. Dad, can you think of any other coaches that have passed away while they were actually still active in coaching? No, I, the two that they just mentioned, uh, Tommy Joe uh, was playing basketball when he got sick and died, just playing a little pickup game, I think. But, was it, Was he the coach at Auburn when he passed away? Uh, no, he it was, was not. not. Okay. No. Okay. It just, um, I don't know, it's just kind of, I know Nick Saban's put out a statement there and just talked about it. He said, every time I we got together, I never knew where the conversation was going, but he always made me smile. Uh, and, you know, it was a different, you know, a lot of times you have coach speak. Uh, this guy, they'll tell him where he would take the conversation. So our prayers. Yeah, that, that's exactly, that, that hits it right on, right on the head. You yeah. never knew exactly from what I can gather with other people that, you know, what direction he was going with, with what thoughts he had. And those thoughts were quite different. Yeah. So, um, anyway, you know, he's got four, four kids and yeah. stuff too. Sad day. Uh, yeah. for for not only college football, old, yeah. yeah, sad day for for the SEC and, and college football and sports across uh, the the country here. All right, uh, we'll get out of here and make way for the Gary Harris. So Alabama won; they got the Transcend Platinum Visa Mastercard. I mean, sorry, Mastercard credit card. Earn one point for every dollar you spend. You can turn those points in for gift cards, merchandise, travel, and more. These cards are used at a million places around the. Uh, corner online or all over the world so you build up points uh, if you need a, this credit card for the christmas shopping these guys will take great care of you go right there on the website alabama1.org to apply or swing by one of the local branches here in the northport tuscaloosa area really throughout the state the gary harris show is next so keep it locked in you're listening to tide 100.9 is he home of alabama sports have a great day everybody